Today is Wednesday, May 2nd, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. Heaven Sending Remedies for the United States Our Lady in Medjugorje said on February 2, 2012, You continue to be deaf and blind as you look at the world around you and do not want to see where it is going without my son. In the face of a rapidly deteriorating situation in the nation, a friend of Medjugorje and Caritas of Birmingham have announced the upcoming apparitions of Our Lady to Medjugorje visionary Maria Lunetti July 1st through 5th, 2012, at Caritas, Alabama, as well as the upcoming release of a new book titled They Fired the First Shot, 2012. These announcements come in the wake of unprecedented changes taking place in the United States. With increasing prices in the economy, families struggling harder to make a living, with increasing government control over the lives of people across the nation, these two announcements begin to give a shimmer of hope for a country in search of God. Michael from Louisville stated, quote, I was blessed to make the trip to Caritas in March 2011, and the event was life-altering. This may be the last chance for you. I do suggest you do what you can to make this pilgrimage to Caritas. You need not be of any particular faith, for our Blessed Mother is Mother to us all. Come, pray, and be alongside others who seek God's will in their lives. If you need to pray for your friends and family, this is the place. If you wish to have articles to receive a unique blessing, this is the place. If you seek physical and spiritual healing, this is the place. I had an important family vacation planned, which I am now canceling. It is that important. Unquote. The July 1st through 5th event begins with a day of repentance, followed by a day of individual consecration. On July 3rd, a consecration of the family is prayed, and followed on July 4th by a consecration of the nation in the hands of the Virgin Mary. July 5th is a day of thanksgiving to God for Our Lady's presence. Caritas stated that the event is too important not to be preceded by prayer and fasting, and therefore, the five days of prayer is preceded by a 54-day Rosary Novena, which began April 25th, and nine-day bread and water fast beginning May 3rd, all in preparation for the apparitions of Our Lady and imploring Her help to save the nation. Even though the Rosary Novena began April 25th, Caritas is encouraging everyone to still join in the prayers in preparation. Sherry from Iowa stated, quote, we are coming. We have been waiting for this event and would not miss it. The graces abound and miracles occur while at Caritas in the presence of Our Lady. We are gearing up for the 54-day novena and nine-day bread and water fast, all so necessary to gain the fruits of this beautiful and life-changing pilgrimage. Thank you, Caritas, again and again for all you do to make a difference in our lives, in our families, and in our nation." Unquote. While thousands across the nation are making plans to attend Our Lady's apparitions at Caritas, the mission of Caritas itself is gearing up for the timely release of a new book by a friend of Medjugorje titled, They Fired the First Shot, 2012. 
Caritas states that the new book covers, quote, what lies ahead of all of us in the very near future if we as a people do not summon the will to change our ways, rejecting the increasingly oppressive measures being taken against us in our nation, unquote. With the situation of the church and state reaching a boiling point, they fired the first shot, 2012, is yet another example that God is working to our benefit. A friend of Medjugorje stated that this new book, quote, is in the final stages of writing, and I feel Our Lady is behind the writing of this book very strongly, as with other important writings I have authored within the last 25 years, unquote. It is also interesting to point out then in the midst of these movements of heaven, the U.S. bishops have initiated a fortnight for freedom, consisting of 14 days of highlighting our first freedoms in America, particularly freedom of religion. The U.S. bishops have composed a prayer asking, quote, Grant our leaders the wisdom to protect and promote our liberties. By your grace, may we have the courage to defend them for ourselves and for those who live in this blessed land. We ask this through the intercession of Mary Immaculate, our patroness. Unquote. The Fortnight for Freedom prayers begin June 21st and culminates on none other than July 4th, the date of the consecration of the United States to the Virgin Mary at Caritas, Alabama. For information about the five days of prayer at Caritas, Alabama, July 1st through 5th, or for information about the new book, They Fired the First Shot, 2012, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. From the Medj Network Information Service, I'm Robert John. This is Medjugorje.com. Stay tuned for our regular radio wave broadcast, brought to you by Caritas of Birmingham. Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come to Five Apparitions of Mary, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. A 4th of July giving yourself, your family, and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000. 205 See medj.com. That's M-E-J.com. Medj.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Mechagoria. And good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Mechagoria, and uh, tonight we're joining a friend of Mechagoria on location. Uh, he is in the midst of writing, uh, finishing up the writing. They fired the first shot, 2012, which you heard about uh, during the Medj uh, News uh, Information Service brief that you heard at the beginning of the show. So we ask that you please keep that in prayer uh, for that to come to a quick uh, conclusion here. And so as we begin this broadcast tonight, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Man, what kind of message did our lady give today? One of those that kind of take your breath away, if not your soul with it. And so we understand by looking at the words, if you were present in Medjugorje, as some of our community was, and our pilgrims, that they probably wondered why Mariana afterwards leaned over, put her face down on the knee of another who was in a wheelchair, and wept. We know the visionaries are safe. You could just see our lady cry one tear. You would do everything you can to avoid sin. And so with a message today, 
at this magnitude, it's a lot to comprehend and a whole lot to meditate on. So Joan will ask you to go ahead and read this message, the importance of it, and how it speaks to you today. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May 2nd, 2012 message on the Day of Nonbelievers. Dear children, with motherly love, I implore you to give me your hands. Permit me to lead you. I, as a mother, desire to save you from restlessness, despair, and eternal exile. My son, by his death on the cross, showed how much he loves you. He sacrificed himself for your sake and the sake of your sins. Do not keep rejecting his sacrifice and do not keep renewing his sufferings with your sins. Do not keep shutting the doors of heaven to yourselves. My children, do not waste time. Nothing is more important than unity in my Son. I will help you because the Heavenly Father is sending me so that together we can show the way of grace and salvation to all those who do not know Him. Do not be hard-hearted. Have confidence in me and adore my Son. My children, you cannot be without the shepherds. May they be in your prayers every day. Thank you. Again, wow. What kind of verbiage does a lady give us in the human language to convey the voice of God down to us? It's amazing. Eternal exile. I'm amazed at some of the words our lady comes up and the way she phrases things so powerfully. When we spoke about it before, Sister Faustina said, one of the worst things of hell, when she, vi she had a vision of it and saw it, was knowing that you would never, ever, ever leave that. And of course, that may not sound that bad. And she read her descriptions. An eternal exile. You will never, ever leave. It's amazing how a lady shows those who are living a lot of degradation, those perversion and, and wickedness and, and lies with that God. I will help you because the Heavenly Father is sending me so that together... You and me, she's saying, us, you who are listening, myself, who she spoke to today. Together we can show the way of grace and salvation to all those who do not know him. How are they living? What are they doing? What kind of light do they live having not known God? And the depravity. And yet, today... We're the one that's riddled. Do not keep rejecting the sacrifice. Do not keep renewing his sufferings. Do not keep shutting the door of heaven. Do not waste time. Do not be hard-hearted. It's not to them, it's to us. The scripture says the first, God is to purify, is his own children. He's got to get the house in order there. That they may be light to reach down to the wicked and change them and convert them. And if they don't, he doesn't do what he's doing with us now, bringing down the mother of God. Spending 30 years investment of every day trying to say, change, trying to walk us through. The wicked, he strikes instantly. And they won't be able to, in judgment, say, you didn't give us a chance. Those chances for these people who don't believe are us. So Ali is harsh with us, not hard-hearted. She's strong. She comes today in a way that Mariana wept afterwards. And if you don't think about that and be convicted by what her words were today for you, 
Are you too too hard-hearted to hear them? This is a shake-it-up-and-bake-it message. We're cooked. I mean, how many times can we go on rejecting the sacrifice, shutting the door, being restless in despair? How long will God allow this? And amazingly, we see, do not keep renewing his sufferings with your sins. What do we think about that? Well, heaven is a beautiful place and everybody's happy. I once talked to a Protestant who said, well, you can't pray for your loved ones. They're in the fullness of God. They're not concerned with what you're doing. Really? You don't think they suffer or they're sad when they see what we do? He said, there's no biblical base for that, basis for that. I said, oh, really? Why is it then that the, the Scripture says the, the angels in heaven rejoice at the return of a sinner? They're not watching? They're not in the arena, looking in the middle of that arena of earth, battling? What is your angel doing? You think he's got communications breakdown between us on earth as a guardian angel to those in heaven? Are those loved ones in heaven? Reason with me, says Isaiah. And so Jesus suffers? He's God. He's already suffered. That's over. If you, in your limited capacity, suffer for a loved one who died cursing God, what do you think God is delighted? Oh, okay, we lost another one. So what? It's said by the saints that one of God's eternal sufferings is Judas. Can you imagine that? That's scary. Real scary. And so we got to see who we are. We got to see what kind of man we are. We look in the mirror and we get tired of seeing the distance between us and the man we want to be. What are we to believe about that? How are we to think? There's a distance between what God's calling us to be, what our lady's calling us to be. When she says in this message, basically, you're over here and you need to be over at this place with me. And I'm trying to open these doors and you keep shutting them. Because to go to her, to pray to her, is to experience heaven here on earth. And it's us who are creating the distance between us and her and heaven and us. So much so that she has to tell us today, you're in restlessness, you're in despair. And you're headed toward eternal exile. I've come to show you that he loves you. That's one of the most amazing aspects of this message, that my son, by his death on the cross, showed how much he loves you. She brings this down to a personal thing. He didn't die for the world. He died for me. Because he loves you. This is very personal. You wouldn't do the things to a friend on earth that you're doing to a God in heaven who's personally involved with you. But because we're mindless, we're restless, restlessness, we don't think, we don't contemplate. We take for granted the times that we're in. So this distance between who we should be and what our wants us to be, we need to contemplate. When I was a boy, I had a dream About the kind of man that one day I'd grow up to be I wanted to change the world I wanted to love someone I found out that both of those things are easier said than done Ain't it funny how the time goes by 
Ain't it funny how you never win the game you never try? And even when you try, there ain't no easy way to rise above the past that led you where you are today. on my way, yeah, but I'm never quite there yet, and I'm tired of seeing the distance between the man and my mirror and the man I want to be, yeah, oh, I guess I always have known See them both as clear as day when I turn out the light. So why are they so far away in the morning when I rise? To live out another wasted day and another compromise. I've got a head full of dreams that I don't want to forget. But I'm never quite there yet I'm tired of seeing The distance between the man And my mirror and the man I want to be Why is it so hard to think I know it's right Why does it Only time will tell if I've got what it takes Yeah, but even if I don't I'll try it anyway It's not like I had anything else to do today Because of that, we all have the ideas that we can change the world, or at least impact it. And a lady wants that. The question is, will you close that distance and become what it is she calls you to be? And looking at the message, uh, the one line that kind of struck me was, do not keep shutting the doors of heaven to yourselves. And as I was thinking of that, another image came to me about another set of doors that God shut, which was the doors of the ark. At a certain point, those doors were shut. And especially in following uh, the line that follows where Our Lady says, my children do not waste time. And when you think about the ark, building the ark, that that was always in the upper mind of Noah to make sure he's using his time wisely because he never knew when the rains were going to come. And so my question is, do you, do you think Our Lady on purpose made that kind of connection? Do you see that in the message? Well, if you're asking about, is this connected to the secret? So you better believe it is. 
This is strictly about the preparation for the secrets. We're on a timeline. Our lady's got so many apparitions left. And that time, and I've said it long ago, 40 years of apparitions to lead us out of the desert on a daily basis, they may continue on the annual apparitions the rest of the lives of the visionaries. Probably very strongly we have to 2021. But we're down to 2012. What does that give us? Just nine years. As the secrets fold, unfold, we, we definitely need our lady with us through those things of the secrets. And so this message is one of aspiration of Our Lady. Aspirated. What can I say to make you understand I'm serious? It is now. This is the time. Don't waste it. Do not waste time as a significant statement. Why? Because nothing today is more important than unity with God. Or rather, she says, in my son. It's the only thing that's going to save us. It's really amazing that you're talking about shutting the door of heaven, which is similar to shutting the door of, of uh, the ark. And I wrote the booklet about uh, the ark. And of course, that's about Our Lady. And one day, that day that's going to close. Heaven's door will close to us. And we'll have to rely totally on the messages and what she did and those who witnessed and testified to the, to the apparitions and how they changed their life and what they did. And her little army's not in good shape. This is not something you'll hear from a drill sergeant. You know, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing this. You know, it's, it goes on. I mean, we're machine gunned down in our report card of where we are in our boot camp. And this trial that we walked, those who walked with her. Do you realize who you are? We are the ones who walked with Jesus if Peter was talking to you, you listen to me, says John, Matthew, and the rest of the apostles. And we will be saying to those, we walked with her. We walked with her daily. We were there. We crawled all over this mountain of the apparitions, where apparitions began, before this sign you see here physically set was here. Wow, will any be in wonder of you? Only if you were those who our lady said and addressed, together we can show the way of grace and salvation to all those who do not know him. Are you doing that? Are you so melted and or, weather, or melted or wet, wedded to your life that you're part-time, Medjugorje? You're part-time with our lady. Or you got a compromise? It's amazing to me, both the left and the right, the Democrats and Republicans, the independents and the libertarians, all the liberals and the conservatives. Think about them. Believers and non-believers, all this, with all their opinions, still don't get it. They simply don't get it. And they won't. Because they believe the remedy is human. They want to come up with the answers about the economy, what we need to do, who we need to elect. It doesn't work that way. And I'm amazed even the pastoral side of that and the preachers and those from the Catholic pulpits still don't get it. Is everyone at fault? Yes, we're at fault for not getting. Our ladies tells us. In Sirach 47, verse 13, Solomon reigned during an era of peace because they elected Solomon, because he was wise, because he was the wisest man who would ever be known besides Jesus Christ himself forever. 
No, the verse goes on and says, For God may twinkle all his borders. The solution to our problems is a repentant tear. Put on sackcloth. Do what we're going to do July 1st through the 5th. Please, God, we repent. We are sorry. We lay down our lives. We want to sin no more. Heal our land. How does he do that? For God made tranquil all his borders. Who's Solomon's. It's God who did it, not Solomon's riches and his glory and his wisdom. That's what we fundamentally forget. And all the great effort going out is useless and fruitful until everyone gets it. And I dare say, everyone's not going to get it, and that's why the secrets are coming. Because most won't. Even those who espouse Christianity, who are speaking in its name, who are even the conservative people that were reading their transcripts now for the book, they're blaming the other side. And my thoughts would be aligned politically, philosophically, with them because they're for the moral side. But they don't speak it in reality. In reality, they think we've got to elect it, we've got to do this, or this person is, or how bad the president is. I mean, he's bad. He's forcing Catholics to pay for abortions. We don't have a choice. We're not given a choice. And the reason for that is because we ourselves have not changed. We have to become something. And then only then can we join the fight and defeat this evil that's against us. There's no, no amount of campaigning, no amount of, of strategies, no solutions. And it's amazing reading so many transcripts of so many people and analyzing the economy, none of which is the answer. It's real simple. God's solutions are always simple. They're not complex. It's just you live by statutes, and I'll fix everything else. Leave the details to God. What was that old commercial? It used to be something like about that. You know, well, uh, you you pray. You pray. You do the work. They get the glory, or rather, they they uh, get the credit. God gets the glory. All we gotta do is humble and meek and work. Oh, we may have to be alone. I don't mean be passive. The book will show you. We're not talking about being passive. We're not talking about not having a plan or formulate something. We need to confront the evil that's in front of us. But you are, you are weak if you're not living the statutes of God and following his Ten Commandments. And so it is. We do have a choice in front of us. We've got to see the bigger picture. We're the one, and the Spirit lies within us. If we have the Spirit within us, we can only have the Spirit within us if we follow God's commandments. We've all got a choice to make before our time on earth is up. If we want to be a part of something bigger than us. Are we gonna stand still and watch our brother cry and not join in the fight? Keep turning the other eye. In the bigger picture, we're all just a speck of sand. We can join together and line up hand in hand. Never leave out any woman, man, or child. Even if it takes a while, let's go the extra mile. We all are one, a spirit lies within. Together we can open doors and lead us where we've never been. The day will come when we all hear a voice. A time and place where someone else is counting on. Us to make the choice. Halfway across. 
We can move a mountain stone by stone. Don't let a single dream go to waste. Put a smile on a stranger's face. Leave the world a better place. We are one. A spirit lies within. Together we can open doors that lead us where we've never been. destroyed the sinful world in the waters of the flood. He chose Noah alone and his family to be saved upon the ark. Today, mankind is sinking in a whirlpool of sin, and it does not even know in what sin it is sinking. Who will save us from this whirlpool? Where is our ark to be found? Who is our navigator upon the stormy waves? The ark today is not of wood made by man, but rather in the opening of a motherly mantle, the star of the sea, Mary of Nazareth, mother of Jesus, the queen of peace, God's ark for us today, leading us to security to peace, to a future. Will you allow yourself to be saved upon this ark? A new ark, a booklet by a friend of Medjugorje, available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. 205-672-2000. A new ark, by a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. So it's up to us to make that choice. We can't look at our brother and turn the eye. I like saying that. Don't be hard-hearted. It's us who we got to look at who has failed. And we fail to convert those who need conversion or do not know salvation. 
is an indication of our weakness of convicting. The sign that we don't speak. Yesterday I went to a restaurant to grab a sandwich and walked in and they had a magazine that's put out in the Birmingham area. I was waiting on my food to go because I was coming back here to start writing. And the second page of this magazine that spread all across Birmingham was promoting abomination. It was an advertisement. I asked for the owner. And who was standing at the cash register was her. I said, you're a Christian. Yeah. I said, look at this magazine that they give away free that you're, you're letting go through your restaurant. And she says, oh, well, I don't read that anyway. I says, but you're being used to promote this. Her reaction was very negative toward me. And she closed it up and laid it back there. I said, you need to get these things out of here. This is the first time I've ever been here, but I won't come back if you have these magazines here. And I left. She looked embarrassed because there was somebody else beside me that I would call this to issue. I'm telling you, I had a picture in there with it promoting this. Incredible. Making it acceptable, making it normal, that this is okay. Scriptures tells us if you tell a brother that they're wrong about something and they listen to you and change, you've gained heaven. If, they tell, if you tell your brother and they listen to you and they reject you and they lose their salvation, you still save yours. But if you say nothing to them, if you're not strong, not in condemnation, I was real nice about it, then they lose their soul in you too. But I'm shocked that someone would let this in their restaurant as a Christian and not even question it. And if she didn't know it, because she said, I don't read that, she just took it out of my hands and slammed it, kind of slammed it shut. You're going to live with that? She was looking at me as, I, as if I was at fault. And so her lady says, you reject his sacrifice. You're renewing his suffering with your sins. You're shutting the door to heaven. That's not unity with the Son for this Christian. This person is very responsible now. She acknowledged it. She showed it. She said, what is that about? I said, well, you don't have to read it. I'll tell you. And I told her real quickly. And she rejected my thought and put it right back on the shelf with the others. What did I expect her to do? To take them and throw them all in the garbage. But I'm seen and painted as this is hate speech. You hate when you don't show people that they're headed toward eternal exile. That's who hates. And the attitude toward me was one of hatred. What kind of world are we building? One without God. Now, going back to uh, Joan's uh, question earlier in the show, where she talked about the door of heaven, and um, I'll try to make this as quick as I can, but um, she mentioned that in in the sense in the spiritual sense and when everybody's thinking about heaven and heaven heavenly and um the life after death etc cetera, etc cetera. and but in the last last month's second of the month show when you were speaking about Andrea you were saying that uh, the community member who had passed away you mentioned that when you live our lady's messages that you begin to live heaven on the earth so this life of heaven is supposed to be come down on t- upon the earth with us here is it possible that this message today is also a call, so to speak, for people to begin to live this kind of a life and that people are basically shutting this life out through the decisions that they're making through to, I guess, I guess to simplify it essentially is you, you spoke about living Our Lady's messages, you, this, this heaven begins to be lived upon the earth. And so that being the case, uh, that people are shutting the door to that, where they're shutting the door to the life that not only after life, but the life even on the earth today. Well, going back to what I just said about this woman with her, her restaurant, 
I walked out of there thinking and feeling she just cast judgment on her business ventures. Why? Because in this time of struggle with business, you think she's going to be blessed? Live my statutes. Solomon reigned during an era of peace, for God may tranquil his borders. Don't you think that could be applied to business? That you're not going to do anything? I mean, this is promotion of something that's very evil and wicked. And yet, for being reminded, I'm reprimanded in a way of disgust. She didn't say that. I just saw it in her countenance and how she grabbed it and put it back down on the shelf. You're embarrassing me. I got clients right here. They may see you point this out. They may be for this. You're going to drive them away. Don't care about the Christian. Don't care. That I won't ever come back. And so, yes, we are closing the door to having what Ali offers us, which is heaven on earth. We're going to get it one way or the other. Because Ali's not coming without this investment of time except to make sure that we ourselves, as our mother, is going to have her way. A mother will get her way, no matter whether you like it or not. And so a good mother is like a good grandma. You can see the grandmas, that's the ones people speak of sweetly, the one with really power. I've heard many people throughout the magical experience say, well, I'm in, I remember my grandmother praying, whether their parents are praying. And so it's harder for a lady to reach people now. With the technology and those things that we're wired to and hooked to and activities, the preoccupation of thought, the way the work is, the workplace, uh, all day long on electronics, it blocks out heaven's being able to talk to us. It's not heaven on earth. It's if the minimum, a neutrality that blocks God, where Satan can come in that neutrality and put the car in reverse spiritually. And so we're disconnected. We need to go back to grandma's time. We need that grandma that could sit on the, get on her knees and drive Satan crazy. And I have heard many people say, well, I came back and I'll tribute to my grandmother. I remember last year was in Medjugorje and a girl who was German, who was a journalist, who I think she came with her grandmother and she was there because of her. And a lot of people say that their conversion happened because my grandmother never quit praying. I, could, I can't remember a lot about her, but one thing I remember is her holding that rosary. And boy, that made Satan shudder. So when Grandma does what she's going to do, you better believe Satan knows who she is. Satan knew my grandma well He can hear prayers clear down hell Get so mad, he'd burn himself. Yes, Satan knew my grandma well. He tried his best to test her faith. He put grandpa in his grave. And he talked her in, blaming herself. Satan knew my grandma well With a Bible for a sword and shield She fought him on the battlefield Kneeled down beside her
say amen Satan sighed with great relief The day that Grandma got her wings Now she's somewhere she can finally rest Satan knew my grandma My grandma best. Yes, Satan knew my grandma well, but Jesus knows my grandma. As Our Lady often does in her messages, she she lists three things again, and she says at the beginning of the message, I desire to save you from restlessness, despair, and eternal exile. And I know despair is bad because it leads to eternal exile, but what about restlessness? It seems like that's out of place in these very bad other things. What is so dangerous about restlessness that she would mention it here with despair and ex- eternal exile? Well, in some ways, that's a tough question to answer because you don't, you don't compare restlessness necessarily with despair. But in the spiritual life, if you've gone up and you've been converted for a long time, and you, uh, I, I remember in the beginning days, I knew one man who's dead now who, who, so when is the secret's going to happen? When the chastisement's coming? You know, he was so restless with it. He was wanting that. Actually, I thought I said, Charles, you don't you don't want this to come. I said, do you do you have any idea that I said you can't imagine what the Father, heavenly Father will send to the earth? We need as much time as we can. Don't be restless about. Well, we've had thirty years of apparitions. How long is this going to go on? I'm sick of society. I'm sick of the culture. I'm sick of what's happening. I'm ready for God to come back. I'm not. Well, I'll be glad when he does act and, and the secret's released. Yes, I will be because I know then the time is time. But not until that moment. Because we, 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 our mission reaches people every day. We get letters. We hear from people. We have people call on the telephone that they just came to know about Our Lady. Why would I want to cut that off? You go out there and play a football field on a football field, and the quarterback calls a play, and right in the middle of the play, he decides to stop, and the whole team stops blocking. They're going to be annihilated. You don't stop in the middle of the play. We're in the middle of a long play right now, 30 years of apparitions. It's not over until our lady decides it's over. And if we get restless, it's over. It's our lady who said in the beginning days, when they ask, how long will you appear? She says, are you tired of me already? And she said, when you no longer want me. So is this message a precursor that we're having in our heart that she's saying things? You don't want me. You're tired. You're restless. You, you've known this. You've done. Yeah, I tell you, Medjugorje was glorious through the 80s and into the, in the early 90s. People just heard about it would convert. It was beautiful. We didn't have so much competition with the devil's voice in our ears, in our driving our car, in the music. Yes, it was music. But we wasn't wired. We're literally wired now. And we do not permit our lady to lead us. What leads your day? What guides your day? What are you preoccupied with? What are you wired to? What are you connecting to? I implore you to give me your hands. Permit me to lead you. I, as a mother, desire to save you from restlessness. The day and the way people go is restless. Are they at peace? No, they're not. I tell you, 
July 1st to the 5th, you're going to come onto a field. It's just like this last song I talked about. She fought him on the battlefield. Grandma did. Your mother is going to fight for you, both if you're converted and those who come that's not converted, on this battlefield. This ground is blood-soaked with tears, heartache, and a lot of people have died in the field and died in the bedroom. They became a new man, a new being. And they won't get killed. She wants to kill that bad spirit, that bad walk in life, and become new. And it is a battlefield. I prayed long before they came that in that valley, God would make it where angels would descend and ascend freely. I would go up in the mountain and say, don't look at my sins, God. Mary, don't look at who I am as a man. Look at this rock here. Look at these trees. They're totally obedient to you. There's very few people live in the valley at that time. I consecrate this place to you to use it to have some purpose with it. I feel God's presence in this valley. And I would say in the silence of my prayers up in the mountains, a combination of prayers that ended up being one prayer called the prayer for the boat of God. That Our Lady established our heavenly queenship there is no other place on earth. Not better. And Our Lady's doing something. So if you come in July, you're coming onto a battlefield. You're coming to a place. We have a graveyard there. That's bloodstained. You're coming to a place where the angels come and go. In this place, 25 years. In Medjugorje, 30 years. Because you do the same thing on that battlefield. It's a battle. Will you convert or will you not? you got to die. Die to the man who you were. To the man who you should be. And want to be. Or at least should want to be. So you do everything you can to come in July. First to the fifth. You tell everybody from the mountaintops, this may be our last chance. This message shows we can't waste another moment. She's desperate. So much so that she doesn't want us to be restless and go in despair. And so when you come to the Southland, you come to the southern fields where you maybe even walk in the rain. No. That are echoing, echoing her words through the hills there, in these mountains, and that for 25 years, people have fallen there to who they were, to what the woman, our lady, our mother wanted them to be. The angels coming down from heaven, they're waiting for you in July, and they'll take you one by one out of the field. Some of the most pretendous conversions have happened there, and we can assume, not presume, that's a sin. But we can assume we'll see it more than ever. Because just as Jesus' last days before his crucifixion, greater the grace that was happening. And so greater the grace will be July 1st to the 5th. You come and watch the angels come down with our lady. Walking all alone In the southern rain By graveyards and battlefields That blood still stains Back to a time When the angels came Walking all alone in the southern rain In the forest and the fields So many men were killed I can hear their cries Still echo through these hills and That was a time When the angels came Walking all alone 
in the southern rain And the angels came down to the fallen men And they held their hands as they prayed for them They carried their souls beyond the moon and the sun All the way to heaven one by one The angels work so hard For so many years To heaven and back again They shed so many tears They left no one and they placed no blame Walking all alone In the southern rain And the angels came down To the fallen men And they held their hands As they prayed for them Carried their souls Beyond the moon and the sun All the way to heaven One by one Walking all alone In the southern rain Never healed them troubles Never healed that pain But that was a time When the angels came Walking all alone In the southern rain Make an appointment with the divine and meet the angels there with their lady. Back to a time when the angels came and when these apparitions are finished, you can come back to the field and say to your family, I was here when the angels came. Accompanied Our Lady, assigning each one to the thousands that gathered to pray and hold their hand. You can tell many war stories there on this battlefield. Because that's what the field of apparitions is about. And to make you ready for that, that's what the bedroom of apparitions is about. So it's a time of Our Lady, where you miss it. July is not just an opportunity. It's a gift. There are over one million copies of novenas seven times a year that starts in June, goes through December, that are tied to this place, this field, for our nation. And nobody foresaw where we would be today. I felt it. I wrote it because of that. I could see it coming. How? Through prayer. As a result of that, 
And he gave us the bedroom of apparitions in this field. The battle for this nation, the center place of this battle, and everything that's good that turns it around is coming from there. Here, on this ground. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. I know it to be true. Because not only that, in regards to Novenas, we've prayed repeatedly for our nation, fasted nine days on bread and water for our country, have consecrated the United States of America to Our Lady in her presence during the apparitions 2008-2009. This is the battlefield. This is the place. And if you're concerned for yourselves and the future of your nation and your family, you want to come and be there July 4th. I'm not trying to sell you on this. I'm not trying to promote and convince you that this place is about that. It is, and history will show it. No other place in the country has been dedicated for that purpose. And this nation will be healed to the family, just as the individual will. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady. Good night. <laughs>